Welcome back to the Harden Up Podcast, your show for everything training and adventure related. You can check out our training courses at optempotraining.com or on social media at optempotraining. This episode is proudly supported by Loa Boots. The Optempo team has been using Loa's for over five years for police patrol, SWAT operations, and military training. For almost 100 years, Loa outdoor and tactical boots have been acclaimed for their extraordinary high levels of fit, quality, and innovation. They've continued this tradition with the newly released Zephyr Mark II GTX Mid with features specific to tactical work. Find out more at loaboots.com or follow them on social media at loa.professional. On this episode, I'll be doing a review of my recent trip down to Little Rock, Arkansas for the Level 2 Law Enforcement Counterterrorism course held at the Direct Action Resource Center. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Hard Nut Podcast. I'll be doing a review of my recent trip down to Arkansas for the Level 2 Law Enforcement Counterterrorism course held at the Direct Action Resource Center. The Direct Action Resource Center was founded in 1996 by former Green Beret, Rich Mason. It is one of the leading training resource centers in the industry. Direct Action Resource Center, otherwise known as DARCY, specializes in a myriad of training, tactical, and strategic planning, development training, testing, evaluation, and implementation for the military, law enforcement, public agencies, U.S. government agencies, and private enterprises. At Darcy, training is progressive and based on proven efficacy in combat and training experiences that simulate real-world conditions in order to place the operator under the equivalent amount of pressure or more that would be realized in high-risk scenarios. The takeaway from that background description is that Darcy's been around a long time, they've trained hundreds of military and law enforcement personnel, and have the training methodology down to a science where they get the best results out of the amount of time they have those people down there at the training center. My best advice is to go down as an open book to Darcy with an empty notebook and a mind ready to learn. Just be open to all the concepts, even if it's something different that you're doing on your team or in your unit. Run through all the processes, all the TTPs that the crew down at Darcy are rolling out and showing you, and just be open to it. Because in the end, even if you don't adopt all the techniques 100% one for one, you can pick and pull pieces that will work within your unit and within your existing SOPs. And from my experience, you're going to improve your SOPs based on the stuff that you're learning down there. Your team will benefit, you'll benefit. So just go with an open mind. My first course at Darcy was the Law Enforcement Counterterrorism Course Level 1. And I'd heard about Darcy for some time and had that course on my professional development list for quite some time, but just due to the travel and all the other things, operations going on, it was just hard to make the time to get down there. But finally made it down there. And uh, at the time, I was a team leader on my SWAT team. And I made it a point to attend at least two courses a year to improve my capabilities as a leader and the capabilities of our team. So what I found was Law Enforcement Counterterrorism Level 1, or, or LECTC1, it was a phenomenal course that pushed students hard for five days of challenging and chaotic training. Um, it's not your typical LE course where you're going out for dinner and beers at the end of the day. Rather, you're heading back to your hotel late at night, smoked from the 12-hour-plus day of training, um, and it really pushes you hard. So as a former Marine, the course feels like a military school that fosters a sense of pride and accomplishment after completing the course at the end of the week. So for my law enforcement guys out there, I would recommend starting off with LECTC1. And if you're a breacher, look at their kinetic breaching level one course 
And they've also got their AOBT, which is Advanced Operational Breaching Techniques, which I believe carries on from that level one kinetic. They've got a couple other courses that they offer as well that are more specific, such as uh, advanced sniper integration. Uh, they do a, uh, some night vision courses. They've also got a couple open enrollments that they run throughout the year. Uh, Tusk, which is tactical urban sustainment course. And then they have subset uh, topics off of that, such as um, a designated marksman, CQB, et cetera. So take a look at their website. Uh, they're at, Darcy-USA.com. Take a look at them. They've got their full course listing there, but definitely start off with level one. Uh, LE guys, SWAT guys will take a ton back to their team as far as uh, improving TTPs, uh, looking at training, looking at the way they organize their team and the ways they approach operations in general, I think. Uh, Great takeaways there. Check out episode 18, where I go into detail about my experience down at level one. So I already gave you a background on level one and what kind of what Darcy is in general. So uh, level two, law enforcement counterterrorism two, uh, was no different. This course builds on the concepts and skills from level one and expands to multi-cell, multiple element integration on a complex target site. Training is conducted under daylight, white light, and NVGs to include kinetic and ballistic breaching. So let me set the scene on what the class looks like uh, when you get down there. So approximately 30 law enforcement personnel from around the country are grouped into teams that they'll work with for the week. So just like level one, um, you're grouped into small teams and you work with the same guys throughout the week to kind of get them know them. But I'm always amazed at what a group of law enforcement strangers, in essence, can accomplish by the final training day. Um, And so... My takeaway from that is that I've just found that the people that attend Darcy are not your substandard mediocre guys and gals. These people who come down here, they're here to learn and to grow, and they're skilled and motivated individuals. So it's evident um, as I talk with guys throughout the week and I see their capabilities that that's really is what making this all possible. I mean, I think it's also the training methodology that Rich and his crew put on, but it's the people that come down there that are just so switched on. They, they are shown the techniques, the tactics, and they can implement them pretty darn quickly. And within a day or two, we are operating as a cohesive team at a really high level. And one thing in particular I like that Rich does is all the leadership positions are held by students, ranging from the ground force commander or tactical commander, team leaders, assistant team leaders, breachers, Everyone has a role and everyone gets to cycle through different aspects of what the overall training operation looks like. So you really get a chance to either train a position that you're not normally at at your agency or train at what you're currently doing and then go above and beyond that. So it's, it really gives you a good look of different, the layers of leadership and uh, the tactical kind of overall organizational chart and what goes into all that. Another component that made this course really stand out was the integration of live sniper teams and EOD personnel for any kind of IED problems we had on target. So if you can imagine, we had a bunch of work we did throughout the week. Snipers are involved in maybe a dry setting to start. And then as the week progresses, by the time we're on days uh, four and five, we're having live sniper teams taking shots on the exterior of our target building as the assault element is approaching and making entry into the building. So this is something that normally you don't get to do at most law enforcement agencies. It just takes a lot of uh, switched on instructors to put the training on, make it safe, make it uh, valuable. And that was something that really 
stood out to me there was that integration of these typically notional uh, auxiliary teams, but having live sniper teams, being able to talk to them, plan for them, and then have EOD personnel be able to respond to those problems inside the structure was just phenomenal from a planning perspective and just on the ground, having those real people to work against was, was just great. Now let's talk about some of the kit and equipment I used while down at Darcy. While I was there, I tested the new Paraclete Origin plate carrier, which was first released at SHOT Show back in 2023. It took them the time to ramp up production and get units out in the field for T&E and for agencies to actually purchase. Uh, but now they're more available and I know quite a few teams out there are looking at these carriers and really want some feedback on them as they haven't been able to see a model in person. So um, overall, the carrier was very comfortable, easy to don, and the fit was really well. I was able to move in it really easily. It didn't feel baggy or bulky. And uh, overall, I was pretty happy with the play carrier. So look for an in-depth video review on the Origin on our YouTube channel, and we'll go deeper into the adjustability, the features, um, and the modularity of that plate carrier. Now, as far as the gear I carried on my plate carrier, here's kind of a list of items that you need to consider placement for uh, when running a course down at Darcy. Obviously, spare mags for your primary and secondary, that's uh, uh, given, but also flashbangs, chem lights, bundles of chem lights, flex cuffs, a handheld white light, a multi-tool, you know, which you may be using on uh, weapons, breaching material, etc. cetera, uh, pens, Sharpie, and last thing I would say as a good takeaway is have a good connection point on your kit to carry a breaching shotgun. Uh, we had a few personnel down there that were not typically ballistic breachers that took the opportunity to run that breaching shotgun uh, during our training, which I think is a great opportunity. But trying to figure out a way to carry that thing, I saw people struggling with that. Other people that were dedicated breachers had solutions for that. Magnetic uh, attachment points on their belt that the gun could be uh connected to, and then a kind of a carabiner clip-in point up on top of the plate carrier to house the back end of the shotgun. So it was all out of the way so you can run your primary you know, carbine and then transition to that ballistic shotgun when the time uh, came up. Other gear I ran was first tactical defender BDUs. Although not having the cool kid factor of cries, the defenders are have always been durable and comfortable for us over the last six years. We've been running them at classes, at SWAT training, operations, etc. So very durable. I would recommend Defenders if uh, you can't step up to cries, but overall, pretty happy with those. My battle belt is a Core Essentials battle belt, which I run a Blackhawk T-Series uh, Level 2 holster on there, and that's got my uh, SIG P320 with a Romeo 1 Pro set up. Um, in addition to my just standard taco mag pouches, and I've got a Blue Force Gear IFAC, I use a Spiritus Justa pouch which has been a clutch piece of gear for random stuff you need to access quick um, while also keeping them secure, whether it's like a flashbang or extra chem bundles or a wedge or all those little things where you're like, man, where do I put this? Do I put it in a cargo pocket? That just a pouch has been spectacular for keeping that thing nearby, but also secure. For boots, I was running the new Loa Zephyr GTX mids, the Mark IIs they just released this year. Great, lightweight, durable, waterproof, uh, very comfortable to be on your feet for extended amount of hours. Those have been awesome boots for us for the last six years, SWAT operations, ruck marches, et cetera. So uh, love those things. As far as iPro, uh, I ran the Wiley X Vapor Comms. They have interchangeable lenses, ultra-thin arms that run underneath your comms or other kind of helmet you know, uh, contact points. Those have been phenomenal. And as far as up on top, uh, running a Team Wendy Exfil Ballistic with dual tube nods. 
And then finally, for my carbine, I used my trusty LWRC 10.5-inch IC with an Aimpoint Micro T2. Run that on a Unity riser, and I've got a Z-Bolt Electro uh, weapon-mounted light uh, with a remote switch. And then also, for my RR stuff, Nod work, I run a D-Ball A3. Uh, I'd like to upgrade that at some point. But um, all that carried on a Spirit of Seer attack sling on the carbine. So the last thing on the gear is what you'll find is a week at Darcy will absolutely reveal any weak points in your kit selection or the placement. As many guys shifted gear around on their bodies, on their plate carriers, et cetera, as they found better solutions uh, working through the week in just these extended uh, problems and training sessions. Something else that's gear related um, that you'll find very helpful down at Darcy is when you're down there, you'll receive a good amount of, of concepts and techniques in the classroom presentation, which usually starts the day before you get into the hands-on application. With the amount of information that's thrown at you, taking notes is key to remember um, concepts, techniques, procedures. Uh, you just have to write this stuff down. So for years, I would use a small green military-style notebook called a Green Monster and the Marine Corps, some other uh monikers for that thing. But those started to accumulate on my bookshelf. And the only way to access the info that was in the books was to actually have the book on hand. So I recently upgraded to a, a digital notebook. So I now use a Remarkable 2. And that allows me to take notes with a pen stylus so I can write just as I would in a notebook. Um, and I can save it on my device. I could print it out if I need to. I can access it from my phone. That's huge. So if you're like, hey, man, what was that note I took on day three, I want to kind of review this stuff, and I don't have that digital notebook in front of me, I pull up the app on my phone, and I can review my notes on my phone. That's huge. So um, this has been the biggest game changer for me in terms of note-taking, writing drills, course development, and just revisiting knowledge that you want to have access to that doesn't just sit and waste away on a shelf somewhere. So what are some of the things that would make a, t a visit down to Darcy successful? Uh, number one thing I would say is try to go down with a partner uh, from your agency or from your unit. Going solo is great. You can learn a lot, no distractions, but it would be nice to at least have one other person to bounce ideas off of concepts, uh, tactics, et cetera. So try to go down with a partner or, or a group. Cause I'll see sometimes four and five guys from an agency will go down together uh, just to uh, get the experience. So that's number one. Second thing it would be is uh, get on a good team when you you know get to assign teams and uh, work with the guys from other people from around the country. Look for a good group of dudes and get to know them, get to know their name, ask what's going on at their department, what kind of stuff they use. Just you know take full advantage of the experience of being around guys from around the country and just the knowledge and the the things you can glean from just asking them questions on how they do business back home. I'd say that's another one. Uh, third thing is when you're given time to get reps in on a certain technique and you may not have an instructor present at that time, maybe they're, they're set something up or whatever is take the time to get the reps, put the work in because they pay off huge when you do the live fire portions or the force on force portions. If you get all those dry reps in and get the techniques down, it really does uh, show on the back end. Another success tip is be prepared for long days and have everything you need to be self-sustained. What I mean by that is have the appropriate amount of water, electrolytes, food, snacks, et cetera, to get you through a 12-hour training day that goes, you know, late into the night. So be self-sustained, you know, whether it means extra uniforms, all your extra batteries, all the things you need to run that full training day will just make your time there just that much more uh, enjoyable and more productive. Another tip would be take full advantage of the 
training opportunities at different levels. I mentioned it earlier in this episode, but as far as leadership or a breacher or anything that you're not normally doing, if it, if it's available for you to try to run that position for a given number of uh, rotations or exercises, take full advantage. Um, you know, whether you're running like in, in command, a uh, assistant commander, all the way down team leaders, assistant team leaders, take advantage of those times because that's the place to try it, put your effort in, make mistakes, fail even, uh, but that's the time to do it so you can get better down the road. You know, don't wait until you get put in that position in a live operational setting. This is the place to do it. So I see some guys will kind of shy away from taking those leadership roles. Just do it. Dive in, take advantage, um, give it a go. So the instructors are more than happy to help walk you through what that entails and what your roles and responsibilities are. So definitely do that. And I know I'll get some comments and some questions after this episode airs of, hey, tell us what each training day looks like. How are the hours broken down? What are the TTPs you're learning? What's this? What's that? Well, there's quite a bit of information on there that's proprietary to Darcy. And there's things that they just don't want to get let out into the general public. So there's some they just they're kept confidential. So and it's just it's a kind of place where you've got to go there, experience it, train there to be in the know, you know, and there's just things that we want to keep, you know, confidential for them. So to respect them and the training they put on, I don't go into a lot of the individual day-by-day, hour-by-hour training block type things. I'm just, it's more of an overview and what to expect in the general sense, but they do not put out their uh, techniques, their procedures, et cetera. It's all confidential stuff because it's all anti-terrorism, law enforcement based. So they are very, um, they're very uh, serious about that and not letting that stuff get out. And I'm going to respect that. So we won't get into that, but this episode was just meant to be an overarching view. My takeaways from uh, law enforcement counterterrorism level two course. Again, we did level one back in a previous episode, just to give you an idea that one, it's I highly recommend that you go down and take a course. Two, what to kind of overall expect as far as the length of the course, equipment you may need day to day, stuff to make your time down there successful. And just overall, my thoughts on it, which I think they're running a great program down there. Um, they've got the the infrastructure, the the classroom. They've got the instructors on hand. They've got everything dialed into where they're really getting a good product at the end of the week in the operators and officers that they're training. So I, I highly recommend going down there and getting there for a course. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode. Just a quick overview of my time down at the Direct Action Resource Center. I will put all the links in the show notes if you want to check out their course schedule, see what they're up to, as well as uh, any of the gear or equipment I use down there as well. So until then, guys, stay safe out there.